It's Justin. And Monique. Hey, and before we jump into today's podcast, we wanted to provide you just a little bit more background on what you're about to hear about. Monique and I just today walked off of the Navy ship, the USS Harper's Ferry. We spent the whole day out to sea. And so what we're going to tell you about in the upcoming podcast is more about this Leaders to Sea program and the things we learned. But we thought it'd be really important to first give you a flavor for what Leaders to Sea is all about and, and more importantly, what we did. So we got up at oh dark 30 this morning and made our way over to Coronado Island to the Navy base and immediately embarked on the Admiral's Barge and took a tour through San Diego Bay, checking out all the different naval ships and learning all about the, the different ships and what they do and how they're staffed and, and what they're intended for. Came back to base and went over to the airfield and took a uh, Navy SH-60 Seahawk helicopter um, across sea, about 40 minutes in this helicopter, landed on the flight deck of the USS Harper's Ferry, which was incredible. We're greeted as we uh, disembarked. So you disembarked from a helicopter? (laughs) We disembarked from the helicopter, running under the rotating blades um, on this rocking ship. And uh, we're greeted by the sailors and the junior officers and the, the JOs and the officers and the XO and the CO. And it was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, so the Leaders to Sea program, bottom line, and you're going to hear about this in our podcast today, is really to do a couple of things. It's to highlight you know, what the Navy is all about, you know, where our tax dollars go. It's to, to highlight the leadership practices and, and methods that the Navy uses, which were just unbelievable uh, that we experienced out there, and to give you a flavor of you know, what happens in the Navy. Like, you know, what's the day-to-day life like? And we just walked away with so many lessons learned. You're going to hear about a lot of these on the podcast today with Mike Rainey, who is the public affairs person for the Navy out in the Pacific Fleet. And you're going to also see it in our uh, upcoming blog that we have coming out. Incredible day, incredible experience. I knew nothing about Navy going in, and now I know a very small percentage, but it's an incredible percentage. Yeah. You guys enjoy the podcast. Welcome to ContenderCast a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is Justin Hahnemann on the Contender Cast. We are shining a light on bright ideas. And Monique and I just walked off of a Navy ship. Yes, we just came off of a day on the USS Harper's Ferry. And we're here in San Diego at Coronado Naval Station with our new best friend, Mike Rainey. (laughs) Thanks, Mike, Justin. it is great to have you on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. Monique, I'm glad you're on too. Great to be back. Yeah. So, okay. So, you guys, Mike is the head of PR and community engagement here with the Naval Surface Force, U.S. Pacific Fleet. And Monique and I just had a really incredible experience today. We were part of a program that's called Leaders to See. And um, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But before we jump into that program and what it's all about, Mike, share with our audience your background and kind of what you've done in the Navy and how you've gotten to this point in your career. Sure. Uh, About 28 years ago, uh, (laughs) followed my best friend, Renee, into the Navy after uh, being teammates in college. Uh, Renee only stuck around for a couple of years and I stayed in for 25. Wow, 25. Um, yeah, and, and you know, I can definitely say I've seen the world, uh, been everywhere. Um, as a surfer, I've surfed all over the world thanks to the Navy. <laughs> nice. So thank you, U.S. Navy, for that. Very nice. Um, 
So yeah, I grew up in Southern California, uh, went to college in Arizona, uh, joined the Navy, uh, first duty station uh, was in Italy. Wow, great place, one of the places. Uh, worked at a radio and TV station there. So Got it. my job in the Navy, uh, I started out as a Navy journalist. Um, we had some ratings mergers uh, for those who aren't in the Navy are probably like, what's he talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, uh, to clarify. So uh, journalism was a rating. Sure. Uh, they merged that with photographers, mates, uh, draftsmen, and lithographers. So wow. then we all became mass communication specialists. Got it. So uh, I helped kind of bring that merger into the Navy. And uh, you know, I had a great career. Yeah. I, you won't hear any complaints from me. No, um, and I, I'm actually blessed that I can still continue to work for the Navy because I, I really do love the service. And uh, I basically grew up in it. And, you know, I owe it. For where I am today, really. Sure. And I, it was obvious today, Monique and I spent the day, you know, in and around the, the station here in Coronado and then out on a ship all day. And it was obvious to me that, I mean, people are really passionate about what they do. And I, it was very eye-opening. I thought I knew a lot about the military and about what the Navy was, uh, you know, what, what was kind of how it worked. And I realized I really didn't know. And I think that was one of the biggest things I got out of today, but we'll, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. So Mike, talk about your role though in PR and community engagement here. So when I retired from the Navy, I retired like on a Thursday, my ceremony. Right. I was here like the next week. <laughs> the new role. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, when I was brought on board here, our admiral at the time, uh, you know, he saw where we were deficient in some areas of uh, community outreach. And, uh, you know, this program was kind of his idea to kickstart. Wow. So, I, it, I mean, the program itself isn't anything new. Sure. There have been iterations of it in the past, but it just kind of fell to the wayside. And uh, because I had just retired off of an aircraft carrier and we did something similar on board, it, you know, it was just like, you know, Picking up Seemed and, like it made sense. Oh yeah, it was it was an easy transition, and I love what I do because yeah. like people like you come back, and, uh. <laughs> you know, you have that uh, wide eyed look and tell right. me, you know, and sometimes as as a former sailor or the people you met on the ship today, sometimes we take those things for granted. Sure, but no uh, question, somebody who's not really familiar with the Navy is able to come in and see what we do and appreciate it. Uh, that means a lot. Sure. No question. Well, let me talk about a couple of things we saw today and we'd love to get your thoughts on it. I'll take the first one and Monique can take the next one. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, for part of this program is awareness, right? Building awareness of what goes on within the Navy and uh, in the operating environment of, right, an active Navy. And so um, we went out onto the Harbors Ferry today. It was offshore. They're running drills around a, a program called RIMPACT. And maybe you can talk about what RIMPACT is first and then we'll jump into some of the things we saw on the ship. So RIMPAC 2018, uh, Rim of the Pacific, it's a huge multinational naval exercise. Uh, the crux of it is uh, in Hawaii, but there's a Southern California part of the, uh, the exercise, and that's what you guys were a part of today. Yeah, it was pretty incredible on the ship. In addition to the U.S. Navy personnel, were, uh, there were personnel from four other countries on there, and they were all divers, minesweepers, just amazing you know, to see them in action on this, this, this boat. But um, a couple of things that we saw today. So one of the really cool things I, I, I got and I took away today was the culture of the ship and kind of the vibe, you know, meeting the, the, the people there and just from all levels within the ship was very positive. And I, I, 
I attribute that to the leader who we met as well. Um, what's been your experience in, in seeing how different ships operate? Uh, well, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, the you know the the way things are on ships is manifested through its leadership. And I know you met Commander Alada today, and you know his background, Naval Academy football Absolutely. player. Yeah, played for Coach Paul Johnson, who's yeah. now at Georgia Tech, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. So, yeah, but, exactly. You know, but. That's not to say that uh, just because he was a football player, but I'm sure that there's more of a team dynamic when you have somebody who is an athlete leading, you know, a group of people. But the Navy uh, in general, you know, takes leadership seriously, um, especially for me as a retired senior chief. Um, leading is what we do. We, we are the middle managers. We're, we were where the rubber meets the road, you know. We've got the junior sailors below us who we have to take care of and grow to one day take our place. So that's that's a huge burden. You don't want to set these people up for failure. Yeah, no question. It was so impressive. And I, I'm going to come back to that point in a moment after Monique takes the next one here. The other thing that I found fascinating was the diversity of experiences, where people were from, backgrounds that we're all now together working on a common goal and the positivity that each one of them displayed wherever they were from in the U.S., wherever their background was from. Everyone, as Justin said, was positive, was motivated, was thrilled to talk about their job, to hear us ask questions and to share, you know, what their responsibilities were. Um, that was really incredible. And then you overlay over that with, with just the U.S. Navy fleet that we spoke with today. As Justin said, the four nations, the four other nations, and speaking with with divers from Australia, New Zealand, Canada, England, it was incredible. Yep. So, you know, you talk about diversity. That's that's what makes our Navy the best Navy in the world. Um, because we draw from all over our country. We have immigrants who are in our Navy, um, people from all walks of life. Like uh, Captain Engdahl said this morning, you know, people join for different reasons. But once we're all in, we're all part of the same team. And that even goes for retired guys like me. I'm still part of the team and they treat me like that. You know, we all have one common goal and that's accomplishing the mission. It's the mission first people always type of mentality. And we live by that. Yeah, I could totally see that. I think a third area that I saw today, and I mean, I knew I would see this, but I didn't expect to see it. So uh, in such strength was you've got, 18, 19, 20, and 21-year-old uh, kids, kids. <laughs> um, but that are driving a multi-multi-million dollar ship, keeping it on course, uh, um, repairing machine guns, uh, loading missiles and chaff, and I mean, like, uh, driving, I mean, unbelievable, right? I mean, and, and then managing other people. And the only other place that I had seen this type of leverage model, like a, a real model where you can learn to lead people and then take responsibility was like in Boy Scouting when I was much younger. And I thought, wow, what an incredible training ground. I've, there's no company that I've seen that operates with a model like that. And I've worked with a lot of clients. And so as Monique, I've never seen such a model of early leadership, um, you know, learnings and successes, but then being able to apply that immediately, right? And, and to situations that are life and death. Yes. Uh, our junior sailors are very well trained. Um, and you know, when they join the Navy, they're, they're joining 
because they don't want to fail. They want to do something good. And they, I'm sure that I know from speaking from my own experience, uh, that's, you know, I approached, approached everything wanting to do the best I could advance through the ranks if I could, and, you know, just accomplish the mission. And you were talking about the, you know, pride that you witnessed today. Um, you know, it's their job. It's their way of life. They, they take it very seriously. You could see that there was a, um, a very healthy respect for the current leadership team in place there. And I had some sidebar conversations with some of the sailors and, and picked up that that isn't, hasn't always been the case. Um, and, and I think this goes to Justin's point about how the culture has changed more recently on the ship in a very positive way. And, um, you know, I do some comparisons with some of the, the people I spoke with about sort of corporate leadership that I deal with weekly and, you know, naval ship leadership and just the importance of that leader and having the right culture and setting the right tone and not being the micromanager. And, and you saw it, I think, very quickly turn around in this situation. Sailors do not like to be micromanaged, <laughs> <laughs> period. Yeah. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, bad leadership can't be disguised. And right. a young sailor can smell that a mile away. Exactly. Uh, so when you have the right dynamic of, uh, you know, a commanding officer, an executive officer, a command master chief, that all complement each other, and, you know, have that common goal set for the entire crew, you know, the sky's the limit. And the sailors feel and know that, you know, you, you can't fake it. It's real stuff. Right. No question. Yeah. And you could feel that too when we were there. And it was interesting too, you know, uh, learning about the metrics of the ship and, you know, what's success and what's not and, and why this one ship that we were on was out and part of the exercises while others were not because they didn't pass certain sure. critical tests of, of metrics. Right. I mean, that's a, a huge part of the, the Navy experience. Yes. Uh, you got to meet the mark if you're right, <laughs> especially to get underway. Cause right. being at sea is, you know, it's dangerous work. Right. No question. So about what we did all day oh, in we, terms of like we, the, the boat and then the helicopter and we, it was, it was just an incredible experience. But as you think about like this program, Mike, as, and as you were bringing leaders from around the country and around the world, actually through this program, like what are the two or three things that you want those individuals to take away and take back to an audience like those listening to this podcast? Sure. So for leaders to see, obviously, we're targeting leaders uh, to come out to a ship, whether that's a business leader like yourself, uh, an educator, uh, people from nonprofits, the medical field. Uh, you know, I'm just looking for people who have strong spheres of influence where they can share that experience. And, you know, a lot of people, like, like I mentioned, a past commander wanted to start this back up because he had just been promoted to three-star admiral and he's at a higher, you know, more executive level of leadership. So he was going through a course with civilian executive leaders who had no idea what their Navy does. And that didn't sit well with him. So he's like, you know, people need to know what we do. No question. We do good work. No question. So, um, and then I would guess from recruiting too, right? I think a lot of young people don't know and understand what the academies offer and you know, why to, to even look at a service academy or ROTC. You're right. No, they don't. And there's a lot out there. I mean, right. we're not just the Navy alone. You know, you got people who drive ships. You have people who fly aircraft. You have, you know, people who are EOD, 
special warfare, uh, submariners. I mean, the Navy is not one-dimensional, and some people don't know that. So it's good for them to come out. And for us, we're the surface force. So we're every ship that's not an aircraft carrier or a submarine. You're talking your destroyers, your cruisers, your amphibious assault ships like you guys were on today. Um, you know, there's a pretty wide breadth of what the surface force does. And we want people to walk away knowing about that so that when they go back to their spheres of influence, they can say, you know, like, especially when you see the news and like, hey, USS XYZ just launched, you know, some missiles in country. No question. You can be like, you know what? I was on a Navy ship and yeah. I, I kind of get a, have a better, better understanding about what they do. No question. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting part of the first, our morning today was talking about kind of current status of the Navy and I think around 285 ships and where it should be, you know, with the right level investment and then how that ties to Congress and budgets and procurement of supplies and materials and contractors. I mean, just uh, again, you know, besides the cool factor of being on an active working ship today, it, just learning about the, the how... Um, that ties back to our country was really, I think, key. It is. And, you know, for some years, our Navy was doing more with less. Right. And yeah, we heard a lot about we're, that. We're trying to move past that. And, you know, like you said, our goal is to build more ships. When, if you have more ships, that means you need more sailors to put on <laughs> No them. question. So, uh, you know, with the, the budget that was passed, hopefully our Navy grows and continues to be the best Navy in the world. Well, Mike, it has been an awesome day. Thank you so much for all you are doing for so many people um, in your service, but I'll just by bringing others and exposing them to this and giving them an experience they can go talk about and share, you know, not just, again, the cool, interesting factor of being a part of a Navy day, but just the, the leadership lessons I think are, are critical and unique. And I, I do think there's a total place in our world uh, for those in terms of application. Absolutely. It was an incredible day. So thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. Uh, you know, the only thing I would add is like, you know, you're talking about the experience, um, you know, when we have folks like you come out um, for the educators, that's so that they can maybe tell their students the Navy is a admirable and viable uh, alternative to college or a stepping stone to college uh, for those who are in business and might have the opportunity to hire a veteran someday. Sure, sure. Uh, you've got a quick snapshot of the leadership and capabilities and, you know, the ability to handle responsibility and stress today that sailors sure. all across the world are able to do. No and of question. course, you got a glimpse that the U.S. Navy is money well spent, your tax right, dollars right. at work. So That's right. Uh, if the influencers who come out and participate in this program can walk away with one, two, or all three of those uh, in their mind, then uh, I would then call it's a, a win. success. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mike, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. The Contender Cast is powered by Play On Sports and King of Pops. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.